Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, everybody. <clears throat> I'm just waking up. It is still kind of early out in the West, and um, I'm just having my coffee. And I love starting my mornings with you guys. This is kind of a really nice way to start the day. So uh, I am True Flight, and I have been in the mystical realm, in the psychic realm, in the in the alternative healing, energy work, etc in those fields for most of my life, which is, you know, 48 years, so that's a while. And um, I am really enjoying, this is my first week, this is the last day of my first week on this show, and I'm really enjoying being able to share with you guys however I want to, about whatever I want to. I'm looking forward to when we start getting some input about what you all would like to see as topics. That'll be wonderful. And, um, you know, you can always find me at mysticaltruth.com or at sacredlightofsedona.com, which is the center in Sedona that I work out of, um, and also 12weekcoaching.com, and uh, do life coaching as well, sort of an intuitive life coach. So I have lots of training and intuition, and the two means that my clients don't get away with much. <laughs> so today our topic is going to be about money and the state of consciousness that we hold about money. Do we let it flow into our lives easily? Do we kind of repel it because we're not sure about it? You know, there's a lot of um, differing ideas. And so today, uh, we are going to get to our meditation very quickly, but um, today I just want to let you know we have author and budding entrepreneur, uh, Spring Rain Peony, and uh, she has her book came out a little while ago, and it's doing very well already, actually. It's called Eat Conscious and Be Merry. And it's a a fabulous book for people who have food allergy or intolerances and uh, or who just want to eat better, you know. The the recipes are fabulous. And so she's going to come on the line with me um, pretty soon. And she's kind of a, she probably kicked my butt for saying this, but she's kind of like a recovering poverty consciousness person, right? Because she had conditioning, like a lot of us do from family members and certain parts of society that she was raised in. And and so um, she's married to a very entrepreneurial guy, though, who has zero money issues, and he's very well in balance and is able to have the money flow and not have it taint him or shift his energy. And so it's been interesting to watch the shift in her. And so I asked her to join us today on our on our show um, because she has a lot of different perspectives all in one person. So we are going to go ahead and get on with the meditation because, as you know, um, I've kind of made it my thing that... Some moms give you morning breakfast or, you know, and and I want to give you your morning meditation. So we're going to go ahead and start with just a few minutes of meditation, and it's guided, so it'll be fun. If you're driving, please don't join us, right? Wait for the archives and do it then. Um, Okay, so everybody just go ahead and relax, and we'll just take the next few minutes to do a little guided meditation to get us going for the day, and then we will move into our conversation and welcome spring rain. So um, everybody just go ahead and get comfortable where you are. And we're just going to take some nice deep breaths. And as we do, we're going to feel our body relaxing. We're going to feel our conscious mind really bringing its attention to the breathing process. So it's aware of the sound of the breath. It's aware of the body movement with the breath. It becomes aware of where the breath is going and where the energy of of the breath is moving. If you... Take some nice deep breaths and you can feel the energy move all the way down to that root chakra at the very base of your spine. 
And as we breathe, we feel the core of our being just beginning to light up. It's just a beautiful, warm glow. And now we ask our our team of helpers, our I call them our guardian angels, some people call them spirit guides, but always Christ consciousness and above, the team that's at that Christ consciousness or above, to come in close and just bring their warmth and their light around us and just feel it moving sort of in a clockwise motion, adding to this beautiful energy that we're creating with our breath. And we feel this beautiful light just moving ever so gently around us and beginning to stir our energy and combining with our energy. And it just brings our energy up more towards the uh, more towards the Christ consciousness vibration. And we feel this beautiful oneness with this angelic realm. All the while breathing and exhaling deeply. And we ask this team of angels to assist us in this guided meditation. We ask them to assist us in finding our highest vibration, the highest frequency that we can move in comfortably and to raise us there, at least for this meditation, so that we're feeling the very best we can feel, this beautiful oneness with the all. And we feel this beautiful energy now moving from just right around us in our energy to filling the environment that we're in we see this beautiful light moving in this clockwise motion very gently sweeping through the room we're in sweeping through the whole the building the environment we're in and we see it gently cleansing and lifting the vibration of everything in its path that chooses to be allowed to rise and it's not for us to judge we just allow this this loving energy to move through and then we take it throughout the property lines And we expand it throughout the town. And we're sending love and harmony, clarity and joy to everything in its path. And now we see it expand throughout the state that we're in. And we see it expand throughout the country, spreading that harmony, that joy, compassion, clarity, all of these beautiful things that the angels bring when they add their energy to things. And we see this just almost like a wave of energy moving across the nation in all directions. And we see it now sweeping through the oceans around to the other land masses on earth and just now kind of randomly swirling around the earth, bringing that harmony and love compassion and clarity to everything that it touches, balancing the water molecules with love and harmony, bringing that to the ocean that the sea creatures swim through, almost as a gift to the dolphins and the whales and everybody who's there. And we see this love and this light moving through the ocean with unconditional acceptance and value for everyone's worth. And we see this move onto the different land masses and swirling around the earth all the way out through the atmosphere, expanding all the way out into the all of the all of the all. Just sending this love and this harmony and clarity and compassion through the ethers. And now we see this beautiful energy 
just sort of lingering around the earth and constantly moving and swirling like the waves of the ocean, just constantly moving, never becoming stagnant, and just inspiring with love, joy, creativity, just inspiring as it moves along and sending loving swirls of energy to those who need to feel the love. Letting others know they're not alone. They have their own team of angels and they have other people in this world who who care. And so as we leave this energy swirling around the earth, we move ourselves up and out so that we see the earth from a bird's eye view. And we see this energy now beginning to move through the water systems and just down into the earth, moving in with Mother Earth down to the core of her being, spreading this love and compassion and joy and clarity with Mother Earth. And we give her a heartfelt good morning and a thank you for all that she offers and for all that she has given us in the form of our physical being and the things that we enjoy so much. And we feel this beautiful abundance moving back and forth between us and Mother Earth, the gratitude from us to Mother Earth and the flow of energy back from her. And then we just allow this to move back and forth like a heartbeat, like waves of energy. And as it grows, we feel more love and more gratitude And we feel any blocks that hinder us from accepting this love and energy just sort of dissolving, moving away. If they're they're unnecessary to our growth, just letting them go. And now we bring our attention back to our energetic being and we feel our heart center just glowing with this beautiful energy that's been moving through it and moving through us. And we... We just reside in that space for a moment, feeling the light and the energy flow, the beauty and the harmony of the oneness with our angels, with Mother Earth, with the other beings that we that we are one with. And we realize that most of our energy can come into this heart center And we just become this sort of ball of light that that resides in that heart space. And we realize that when we see orbs and we see angels and we see different things just in their light form, this is what's happened is they've moved into their heart space and this is where they're living. And now as you become ready... We keep this feeling of living in our heart and we bring our awareness back to our physical body and we bring this awareness of our heart space and this beautiful energy. We move it throughout the physical body, throughout the different energy centers and we allow our consciousness to come back into view. 
We say thank you to our angels for this beautiful centering and this beautiful moment. And when you feel as if your energy has moved back throughout your energy centers and your physical body, all the way through your legs and your toes and your arms and your fingers and back up into your head, as you feel that completeness, that wholeness, that centered state of being, take about three deep breaths just in and out and bringing yourself back to the physical world and say thank you to yourself for allowing you to have this experience and before you come back if if your angels have a key word or a key energy for the day they may share it with you and I suggest you write it down when you come back and just see how it fits with your day all right when you're ready open your eyes and come back well hello good morning everybody so I'm so happy you've joined us, and I hope that that was, that was a nice experience to start your day with. Um, we do have Spring Rain with us now. I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, bring her on the line with me. So Spring, here you go. Hello. Hi there. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> how are you? I am good. So how was the meditation? Was it okay? That was wonderful. Yay, they're so different. Every day they're totally different. And I never know what's coming because you know how I just I just am guided through them. So it's, um, I'm always glad to get feedback. It was so. a wonderful day to start the day. <laughs> so we have spring mid-packing. So um, I really <laughs> want to thank you for being here because it was totally last minute, what, like 12 o'clock last night or something. And um, it just occurred to me that you would be perfect for this show so um so did you hear me call you a recovering poverty consciousness person i did not i must have missed that part (laughs) i'm like oh she's gonna smack me for this one but really like i've seen you really shift since um since we met in a healthy manner i think you know and and so it's interesting to i really want to like I really want to talk about where you came from as far as where you were when we met probably and, you know, around that time of your life and what's shifted for you and why. And, you know, and then also Mikey, you know, your husband has a totally different view of money, you know, and and so you bring a whole lot of different perceptions and, and concepts with you, you know. So... um Okay, so first we're going to say, tell us a little bit about your book real quick so that so that people know. Okay, so I told them you're an author, and I told them a little bit, but not much. So tell us about your book and and some of the cool things that have happened since you've written it, like being on TV. <laughs> well, the book is titled Eat Conscious and Be Merry. It's a, true, a guide to true gluten-free healthy recipes. It's vegetarian, gluten-free, and vegan, and half of the recipes are raw food, which means that they are prepared foods and they're not cooked above 105 degrees. And so, so all the for, enzymes for people, are kept in. There you go. This was going to say for people like me who don't get okay. That's awesome. We hear it's good, but what does it really mean? So it's that we don't lose the enzymes. 
which we don't really have in any of our foods, I'm finding. Not really. (laughs) Yeah, so like there are no enzymes to digest anything. Right, and that's why a lot of us are having a lot of health problems that, you know, when we don't, when our food does not digest, it assimilates all these problems in the body, all kinds of problems. So, you know, that's why the doctors, they generally tell you to take some enzymes. Right. You know, so you're breaking your food down. That's that whole apple day keeps the doctor away, right? Right. Wouldn't that kind of count? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. That's why I have my green juice every day, so there's apples in it. Right. So, and so you, I mean, think about like, um, like where you were, say, four years ago, right? Hmm. Versus, I mean, I remember you being terrified of of anybody doing video with you. And now, I mean, I just watched you on the morning news show in Phoenix, Arizona. The sec, do you realize Phoenix is the second largest city in the U.S.? Did you no, know that? Didn't. Yeah, I didn't no. tell you that before you were on TV. <laughs> <laughs> and you were there not once, but twice. You were on two different morning talk shows. That's huge. And they asked me to come back, so that's pretty cool, too. Yeah, they both asked me to come back in a couple months. Granted, so I'm... what What would you say has changed in your perception mm-hmm. about success and money and and all of that, because granted, you didn't get paid for those shows, but you're on track to be earning um, nicely with this book and with your holistic line, you know, and yeah, the different things that you do. It's been a 360 turn. It's like, you know, I don't know why, but there's there was, well, I do know why in some parts, you know, but some of the, you know, they're added to the issues. Um, when you have these ideas in your head or these programming is about, you know, what money is and consciousness of how you achieve it and, you know, not being afraid to get it. You know, there's a lot of steps involved sometimes and it's intimidating to some people and they never make it. So tell me, what were your concepts and where did they come from? Just kind of what would you sum them up as? Well, I will say a lot of them were even just growing up. You know, um, how we're raised. And we were raised to, you know, pension, save everything, which is good. Mm -hmm. But it was almost, you know, like you're never going to have it, so you have to take advantage of what you have now. And it's a good concept to come by, but you can't live by that because you want to aspire to always have more. It was like I was always kind of taught that, you know, the world is a crappy place and, you know, get what you can and, you know, be grateful for what you get. But just, you know, you're not really going to get much, handed to you much, ever. Well, so, and, and you were raised in kind of <clears throat> um, a religious family, right? And so were there okay. concepts about, like, money, like rich people, like perceived rich people? Because what is rich, really? It really depends on what you're, where you are as to, you know, I mean, I know very, very wealthy people who don't consider themselves rich. So, right. you know, what what well, was your concept like, about, like, being, actually being wealthy and more than just solid, but really, but people with a lot of money, what, they were what was your concept? People. My concept was that they were jerky people. <laughs> <laughs> because they had money. Because they had money and they were, and they okay. treated people like jerks. Because in my, 
perception at the time, right. what I was shown yeah. was that was the case. Okay. And I assume they, everyone was like that. And, you know, they treated people differently and they looked down on people. And and it wasn't, you know, it's not always the case, ever. Not at all. Right. That's right. just what but my that's perception what you was were only being at that time. It was right. what I was taught. And that's what I was shown. That was all that was in my in my viewpoint at that mo- at that moment. <laughs> right. Okay. So, and so, what shifted? Just knowing that you know you can have money and you don't have to be a jerk and you know you can give back. The more you give back, the more you get get. You know, and it's not that's not why you do it. It definitely well, helps. and the more you have, the more you, the more you have acquired, the more you have to give. Exactly. The more. You so have I know, share. like I know, so, a lot of very wealthy people who this, do a lot of what they do just so they have more to give. Yep. But it's that's just, not always the perception. Of, so it was kind of frustrating for me in the beginning because you know I was raised this way. My husband was just raised, you know, I, I would say general, normal. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm sorry, but no, your husband is not normal when it comes to his concepts about money, which is good. (coughs) He has a very – I think the norm is the way you were raised. Honestly, I think there are way – normal is what is the average, what is – what are the masses thinking. And and your husband has a very – just a very healthy relationship with money. It comes, it goes, it comes, it goes. There's – he doesn't have a feeling of fear or lack around it. He isn't a butthead about it. He's, oh, my God, like, seriously, he's one of the most generous people I know, like, almost to a fault, I would say, but but only because, I mean, really, it's not a fault because that's got to be, like, my lack because he has no fear of lack, and so he's perfectly happy to help people um, within reason, yeah. we'll put that out there because we don't want everybody in the world finding your husband. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, like, he's he's the first one to pick up the check for dinner. Or he's the first one to help somebody out if, you know, if, if they're in his life circle and they need it. Or, like, you know, so, so what has that really... been like? Talk about his concepts about money and how you see it. And, and what was it like for you when you guys got together in your first five, six years of marriage and you sort of having such different concepts about money, how did that, you know, so first of all, tell us about his, how he is with money and and how you see that. Well, I'll give a good example. Uh, we were on our honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> In Mexico, and, you know, we had got a little bit of cash from people at the wedding, but not a whole lot because we had a lot of bills to pay. I was going to open my store and all kinds. You know, we were moving into a new house and all kinds of Bring used to have and, a metaphysical store, just so everybody knows what what she's talking yeah. about. She had a metaphysical store in the Orlando area. So, okay, carry on. So he's, you know, we're out having, you know, in the town, having a couple drinks here and there, and he's handing everybody $20 tips as if they're $1 bills, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little different. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, and I've never seen him do that before. You know, not even right. not in America. You know, I've been with him several times, and but we were in Mexico, and he shifted it up a notch, and everybody got twenty. And I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> you know, I was like, <laughs> he's like, 
they don't really get a whole lot of that here. I'm like, well, they they might because <laughs> in the tourist area. But he's like, and so, let it be their lucky day. I'm like, all right then. <laughs> Everyone's getting twenties. So, and generally, we really didn't have money for that <laughs> at all. In your you opinion, know, very limited. Yeah, in my opinion, at the time, because we were on a budget and we were trying to do a lot of things. So, you know, and his opinion was quite opposite, obviously. Now, with his inner devil world. (laughs) When he was doing this, it was because I can see him doing it. I can totally see it happening in my head. And so sometimes when people do that, it's from a look at me, I'm giving you a 20, or there's some kind of attitude behind it, or which is precisely the reason for the show because Mikey is actually like um, the closest to of the people that we know that both of us know I would say Mikey is the closest to a very healthy attitude towards money right and so like for him it really probably was all about the fact that he wanted to just spread the joy he just got married to the love of his life and look at Look at where he was. He was so blessed to have so much more than a lot of people he was seeing. He just wanted to share share the good, right? And so I would bet that there was nothing, nothing unhealthy about him spreading that money. And I'd be willing to bet that it came back. That's that whole comes back tenfold, right? If it I is sure done did. in the right <laughs> Yeah, if it's done in the right spirit, <clears throat> which which I would have no doubt. That's just kind of how, I mean, he just, he just is so loving. You know, I mean, he's very manly and very tough. And, you know, I have grown boys who are just like, I can't even believe how strong Mikey is, you know, (laughs) like superhero. (laughs) He's a strong dude, but uh, very manly, very whatever, but also just so, happy to share the joy and share the wealth, you know, and so I can imagine that was probably pretty strange for you coming from the different concept that you did. It was, and over the years, he rubbed off on, rubbed off on me quite well, <laughs> <laughs> and I, to him, as I hope as well, Right, mind. but you know, um, yeah, it definitely has made me relax and see that, you know, things are okay. We just trust and trust and believe. Trust, believe, and go. Right. Uh, and it's that really yeah. trusting and believing without even like the... Yeah. I think, I think, okay, so that brings up a good point. I think faith is unconscious believing. Like it's just there, right? And belief is when we're working at having faith. Oh, Yeah. There's, so there's I guess it's more the having <laughs> complete faith, just knowing that, uh, yeah, you know. You have to have complete faith, but you also have to believe in that faith. <laughs> right, right. So, okay, so then let's talk about in the spiritual biz, right? In this industry, there is a lot of conflict <laughs> about the whole money thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure having owned that store and just being in this business as long as you have been, because you've been really in this field, and you really jumped in just head first into the deep end. And and so you've been in it for quite a while, right? And so what are some of the, like the poverty consciousness thing, I know we have worked on a lot, 
with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the things that I coach people through and and is becoming healthy with with abundance of any kind, not just money. Money is just a a physical manifestation of energy you're aligning to, right? So so if you're aligning to the fact that you are deserving and worthy, money kind of shows up. That's just the way it goes, you know? Um, But as a spiritual practitioner in whatever modality that you choose, like what did you have to overcome? Because I know for me there's a whole lot of times when people are, like, are you kidding me? You charge for your work. You know, you're a spiritual worker, you're a light worker, you're a healer. You shouldn't be charging money. Like, it's dirty to do that. But, yeah, I had it. was a hard well, one. We got to we gotta have a health <laughs> you know? I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I mean, that was a hard one for me to break because, you know, A, I had a store to run. It was a brick and mortar building, and it was not cheap. And I had employees, and, you know, I was trying to share the wealth and help with others, too, so they had places to live. Yeah, but what was your concept concept about money while you were doing that, though? It was, you know, say what you could. (laughs) Right, but that's, but what was your, but your concept about it was that, because I remember... I remember working with you through this one. It was a tough one, and you have done an amazing job. But it was, you know, not just save what you have, but it was you're always going to be struggling. It's not okay to just be in the flow and be wealthy and be spiritual. It was like that was a big no-no. Right. It was if you started to get ahead, it was like, almost like, oh, be guilty because the money's the root of all evil because we hear that a lot. <laughs> there you go. That's what That's what I want to get to. Yeah. And there's the programming right there. And so didn't Money you have a lot of people of coming to your store that were poverty consciousness and telling you how to run it or teaching out? I mean, I know when I came to your store, I, I was kind of blown away because I had never experienced that, right? Um, because the spiritual workers that I had worked with were, they valued their time. They, you know, the back and forth with energy flow was all good. And when I came into your store and started working with you guys, it was um, a real wake-up call because people were doing classes and doing sessions. And like even you, you're very gifted, but you were like, oh, by love donation only. <laughs> and then people would or wouldn't donate, right? Like sometimes you would do fabulous work, and even if they had the money, they wouldn't donate it at times, right? Yeah. And I mean, let's be honest. they running very well. <laughs> right, Exactly. Exactly, yeah, and it didn't so, keep you running very well. No, it didn't because it made me worried about the money all the time. It, you know, wears on your emotions, which wears on your, you know, your body and your right. well-being and your immune system, and the vicious cycle goes on from there. <laughs> right, right. So, as you know, I, I don't know if there are spiritual workers who listen to this show, or you know, perhaps people who go to energy workers or spiritual workers or whatever. Um, but, you know, back in the day, and this is something that you and I had talked about when we were working through this with you, back in, in tribal times or, you know, way earlier times in our existence, there was the shaman or there was, you know, the the spiritual leader in whatever capacity you call him, and the community took care of them. So maybe they didn't exchange money all the time, 
but they would bring them food. They would make sure they had a place to live. Energy they would they, they took care of them. Exactly. Yeah, and so so there was a value shown, and there was that energy exchange, and and so it wasn't the whole community going. I need you to be my spiritual leader, but <laughs> screw you, money's evil, so you don't get any. You know, and so they weren't just left out to to just die, right? Which basically is is kind of the way things have been in the past with and hopefully it's beginning to change, but I know I've been doing this a long time and you've seen me through <clears throat> well, since two thousand eight, whatever that is. Um, that's kind of when we met, I think was two thousand eight and you know, I had fallen into that place of, oh, maybe I was wrong in thinking that you charge for things, right? Because I got out of my little comfort comfort zone where everything was um, was set prices and whatnot. And so I was out in the regular world with regular people, and I kind of fell into that, oh, just donate, just, you know. But it it was in a manner that I wasn't valuing myself. Right. And... So how much work have I done in the years that you've known me that has just been for free? And how worn down have I gotten? And and the only reason I say about me is because I know you and it's easier for you to look at somebody else and see it. Because <laughs> yes. you won't see it for you. But, but then stop and look at you because you and I are a lot alike in that. And so even if you didn't have the poverty consciousness, in a regular day-to-day, like I don't have that when it comes to money. I'm I'm good with money. Money and I, we're good. Because I understand that money is simply an energetic force. And that energetic force can be used for good or can be used for not so good. It's up to the person who's handling it. And it's not the money that taints the energy. It's the person we did a, a show on the seven sins. And really, those are the concepts that pull you off off balance. So you can have money if you're not living in the concept of greed or lust or anger or whatever, right? As long as you're in balance and you have money, you can do all kinds of fabulous things, right? Which is kind of where Mikey lives, you know? I don't see him get caught up in in many of those seven funky concepts ever. Um, Not really. So I know that money is just an energetic manifestation, right? And it's up to us what we do with it. And it's not the money that taints us. But when it comes to spiritual work, because the masses tend to think that there needs to be a vow of poverty, (laughs) that's kind of difficult because what we do, you actually take with you. You know, when you pass away, the stuff I do, the stuff you do, when people pass away, we've created a shift in their energy and their energy goes on. And so... How is it okay to pay the guy who delivers your furniture or who mows your yard, but it's not okay to pay the person who is helping your eternal well-being? You know, and so this is kind of a, a back and forth where I think a lot of um, a lot of people who work in the spiritual realm sort of have a hard time. So, for you, what is your like where you are now, right? Now that you've done all this work on yourself and whatever. What is your concept of money now? Well, there's value for it, even if it's not monetary. You know, we at least do an energy exchange of something. 
you know, because it's okay. not all about money, you know. If there's at least some kind of energy exchange that there's, you know. Okay, so everybody who comes to you now brings you live chickens. Yeah. You good with no. that? No. It's an energy. Okay, so, yeah, what no. are, so what are you telling me? Holy crap, did you just speak volumes. What is your concept about money? You went straight to it doesn't have to be all about money. No, it's about some kind of <laughs> busted kind of right in front of everybody. Kind of, yes, remember it is early here for me. <laughs> I um no, it is about some kind of energy exchange at least. You know, even if it is about money, you know, we have lots of it. We've been trying to do what we can every single day to manifest more, bring more in, have a positive attitude about it. But when you're the occasion time that you do run into someone who doesn't have money and you don't right. want to like deny them the service. Right. You know, and there I think is an energy exchange within reason. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and wouldn't you say wouldn't you say that the more money you have, the easier it is for you to say energy exchange is fine. I know when I have lots of income coming in, I am more than happy to work with people, right? But um, like for the last six months, I've kind of been donating my time to a friend and I'm good with that, right? Last five months, whatever it's been. Now I'm getting to the point where I'm not good with that because, you know, because I can't pay my rent, right? And so I kind of let it go too far with this whole, you know, let me just help kind of attitude and which is something we fall into as healers and, you know, it's just part of what we do. But, when I have the inflow of money, right, and I'm doing okay financially, it's really easy for me to turn around and go, it's okay. We can just do a barter. What works for you? You know? And it's not about what I'm getting out of it. It's about them valuing it enough to hold on to what they get from me, right? That's it, yeah. But if you don't have the financial backing in everyday life to do that, if you don't already have the abundance of the money coming in, you really can't you don't, you do don't just want energy to do exchanges. That. You don't, yeah, because you hurt yourself as well. Just well, as bad because, because you have to. We live in a world where money is something you have to have. Period. It is for now, yes, and it is you know, probably for a while. So, <laughs> so right. And when it's not, then it'll know. be gold or silver or whatever. There'll always be some form of commodity. There will always, there always has been, there always will be. So, the more we have. Um, open the pathways for that money to come in or the abundance to come in, the more stable we are so we can turn around and lend a hand to somebody else. Yep. Is what I think. Anyway, it's what I find. So what would you say has shifted in you since um, since the days of sort of real poverty consciousness? Because you were really in poverty consciousness when we met. Yeah. Like you were, it was almost like you were more evolved the more poverty stricken you were. (laughs) I mean, not just you, but anybody, right? That's kind of of the way it was. Well, I was, it was a, um, it was a metaphysical store that definitely was next to all the churches, the different, you know, denominations of churches 
And mm-hmm. we were kind of, you know, even though we weren't 5013C, we were kind of considered a church. Right. So we kind of took on that role. And I forgot that and a lot every, of these churches out there actually make money. Everybody knows <laughs> churches don't make any money, right? Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. I forgot a lot of those were actually Canada making some money. So, you know, uh-huh. that's just what, what you see behind the scenes. <laughs> and, you know, it was just like, hmm. But towards the, like I said, after I let go of the store and everything like that, I've really started going within a little deeper and, and looking and seeing what ideas I could let go of and what concepts I could let go of and how can I make a business for myself work and, you know, trust in it and know that I can even, you know, live and survive off of it my whole, myself if I have to. But it's just, you know, and I did. I was able to do it with my holistic line in my book. It's just you just break a few concepts by not allowing yourself to have those thoughts and ideas about you're never going to have enough. You will always have plenty. You will always have enough to get by and then some, enough to give to others. Just by saying that and believing that yourself, you know, and putting a few steps forward, it does happen. Are you there? Hello? Hello. Okay, well, we are back. So apparently it was me we lost and not spring. (laughs) So I'm going to bring spring back over. Very interesting. We're going to have to talk to the phone company and uh, and see what's going on exactly with the... Uh, every day we lose me for a little bit. Spring, are you with us? I'm there. All right. I thought we lost you. Oh, I so, called back in. Okay. I so anything. I was like, where is everybody? <laughs> yeah, I think maybe we lost me. It seems to happen every day during the show, which is kind of annoying. But anyway, so... What I was saying briefly just was about nature and how nature produces things in abundance. And there's always more. And the next season, more comes up. And and it never fails that it just continues. The ocean waves keep coming in, moving out and coming in. And, and, uh, you know, we tend to forget that we are beings of nature, you know. And so this abundance also comes for us just in whatever format we seem to um, be connecting with at the time. And so um, I think, you know, I think you bring up a good point when when you talk about just sort of believing and um, and just letting go of the fear, you know, because really the fear is just the conditioning that we've been given by other people who were afraid. Yep. So if we thought that we look at where it on really <laughs> Yeah, well and and so many people do, right? So you've got not only the poverty consciousness, but then you've also all about, you know, money is everything. And 
the material is everything. And so you have that, that other that other stream, but are they not also poverty consciousness? Because they're so, like I have a cousin who um, everything is about the material. You've got to have the biggest, most expensive house, biggest, most expensive toys, and yet they don't enjoy any of them. They are never, ever happy. The family tears each other apart. They're... And they're always just acquiring bigger and better things. And and isn't that also kind of a form of poverty consciousness? If you if you're having to really cling on to the the material stuff and cling on to the money to such a degree that you know isn't that just the other end of the same scale, right? So and then I know people who are very wealthy. Who and I know you do too. Who are just all about helping other people, and they, but not to their own detriment. And see, that's where the they don't have that poverty consciousness because they can say, "Well, I can do this, but I can't do that," you know. And it's not out of fear. It's out of well, this, you know, I can't give all of my breath away or all of my blood away because if I do, then how am I going to help anybody else in the future? How am I going to help myself? That doesn't really work. So it's just a nice balance. Right, and so I think that's probably what we're all seeking is that balance. So, um, okay, so we have like 13 minutes left, right? So, what I would love for you to do is just kind of think about, um, just kind of briefly, what what would you like to say to people? Thinking about you, your past, your parents, your people you've known, Mikey, his family, all of the different aspects of of concepts about money, what would you tell people if um, if you could about money and consciousness and whatnot? Well, like I said, the main thing is to try to not try to do. <laughs> you had a good teacher. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also was one of my. Do there is you know Yoda would say do or do uh-huh. not there is no try <laughs> right that's right so you uh, you just forget about you know those concepts that you've been given on you know just stop yourself every time you say something stop yourself or have someone like you remind you to stop yourself <laughs> that always helps <laughs> Give your it does and yeah your family members permission to. <laughs> to um, help reprogram you because sometimes we're so ingrained that it's a little hard. And, you know, and then ask your angels to help. Ask them to, you know, give you a little ding-ding sign in your head. Say, ah, stop, next. Right. You know, push it around. And they will. They will gladly help you with these concepts because they want to play and have fun with you too. (laughs) Right. Right. And and maybe, um, you know, Allow yourself to just open up to new concepts. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, just, just like while you're canceling out the others, then open up to others and see what's out there that is positive about it. Like you know, whatever I didn't think, you know. You know, when I was younger, that a cookbook would be possible. I didn't think of myself as an author or anything. But the more you think about it, I'm like, why not? It's not very hard. It takes some work. Yeah, like everything else. But you just you know, baby steps, one step at a time. It's not, you have to think of it, you know, I'm like, oh, well, it's expensive to print it. Well, you know what? Don't 
think of it as it being expensive. Think of it as being part of the process. And as you going through your process, the money for each thing will just pop up. It'll just right. show up here or there. And things will just, the doors will open for you. I never thought my store would be possible, you know, for it to open and that I'd have enough money to put into a business with a brick-and-mortar store. And then all of a sudden, you know, I was, the value of my house went up and I was able to, you know, use some of that money to help open the store. Like, boom, all of a sudden, like, if you just start breaking some of those concepts, the miracles start to happen and back you up. The nice. moment you start yes. breaking out, the moment you start breaking out, things slow down to a halt. <laughs> right, right. You know? And so it's kind of like you you either allow the flow to go or you pinch it off, right? And so I think that's part of, um, I think one of the things that has helped me through the years is, um, you know, and I've done some things that people just thought were impossible and have made it happen. And it's because of the understanding that I don't cling to expectations of what, what it means to be financially okay, right? I mean, granted, I have, I have like a, a bar in my head kind of, right? But I don't really cling to a whole lot of expectations of outcomes, so I don't limit myself to where the money can come from, right? And then also, I don't um, I don't worry about seeing the whole picture in my head, because then we get caught up with working things out that are ten steps down the line, and you don't even know if that's the line you're going to be walking because you don't know what's going to happen between here and there. So, so I kind of get a general direction in my head, and then. Um, and then I just start taking the steps, right? And then just allow the finances to come or the good fortune to come, whatever it may be, whether it's money or not. But this particular show is about money, so that's why we'll go there. Um, and then the money just kind of kind of shows up or the opportunity to earn the money kind of shows up. And And there's no way I could have expected that, so I couldn't have planned for it if I was trying to go too many steps down the road to plan for it, you know, you have to just surrender and go, okay, this is the direction I want to go, and I know that it's going to be fine. And listen to your gut, because if your gut's screaming no, and you stubbornly walk a direction anyway, well, maybe that's not the wisest thing in the world. <laughs> you know, like, have you done that before? I'm sorry, your phone broke up. What? It was just an illusion. What did you say? <laughs> okay. So, um, I was saying, just stubbornly move forward with something, even though everything inside of you is screaming no, and uh, not out of fear, but just uh, maybe that's not the right direction to go, and you follow it anyway, then maybe the money doesn't come. But um, if you are listening to your gut, listening to your heart, then typically when you walk that road, the money comes. Yes, absolutely. I agree. (laughs) So... Okay, so we have seven minutes left, and clearly my phone is having some issues. Um, you said I was breaking up before? Yeah, it's better now. Okay. So with this last few minutes, <clears throat> um, you know, also, as people, I believe, know, we're we're happy to hear you call in and give us your thoughts and questions and that kind of thing, too, you know. Um, so anytime on one of these shows, we'd love to hear from you. But... Um, so you have a stepdaughter, right? Yes. And 
And so she's being raised by by quite a few people, right? Because you've got <laughs> you and Mikey and then everything that's going on in her house. And so mm-hmm. what are, because she's the youth, right? And they're the ones that are going to lead the way and whatnot. And so what do you see as her concepts about money at the moment? I'm just kind of interested to see where she's headed and how is she well, being taught. She has two completely different <laughs> concepts is the way she's raised. Okay. And so what and, is she taking from that? Um, from what I can view is that she's taking her father's view and our view on our side. Not taking it like, you know, like she's right. adapted to it here. And when she's at home... She's adapted to it there. You know, okay. it's like so she's just kind of going with what the energy of the place is. She, she is for right now because she. I think maybe because she's still a little young. I've been trying to teach her. You know, um, I've been trying to teach her as we go along. You know, with how to how to manage it and this and that. It's almost like. Hmm. Sometimes it went to the extreme of spoiled. <laughs> right. Well, and she's still young, too. But, to, so, yeah. So she's not. That from her. Right. But she's not adapted. The, she's not adapted the life always has to be hard kind of attitude, no, right? No, she's, she's not. She has. She, I think she's going to be pretty level-headed when we come down to it. Because, like I said, right. she's got two different extremes. Well, and, and the school she goes to, too, is an extreme. You know, yes, she goes really, to a school really that, is. that really promotes greed, frankly. I mean, I, it's the same school I went to, so I know of yeah. what I speak. You know, yeah, and it, it really does. promotes the greed and the materialism, and it's a very wealthy school, which is great in some cases. But in this particular case, it's very shallow. It's very um, what people think. And so she also has that as an influence, and so um, that was another yeah, reason I was kind of curious. I'm very proud of her too, though, like the way she dresses and stuff like that. For the most part, we'll say <laughs> right, um, right. She has her own unique style, and she doesn't really care what other people think. And right, it's a very unique style, very different, and um, that's a you know that's another thing. It's it's not all the trendy stuff that they would be expected to wear there. So, so then she she's makes, able to be in, in the different situations where, um, like in school where it's very materialistic and in other parts of the family where maybe it's very um, not so healthy as far as the money aspect right. goes, as far as the concept right. about it. And she's able to be in these different places and still maintain her own individual feelings about things. And so that shows a real um, strength, right? Think about if we could have done that. Right? Yeah, especially when she's when, she's here less yeah. than, you know, she's here about, you know, 20 to 30% of the time. Right. So I think that's pretty good considering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and this just, um, <coughs> I think it was yesterday we did the show on kids. Um, it's just a testament to how strong they are because when we were kids, we were influenced by everyone around us. And while, yes, they are influenced by everyone around them, they also are really good at just, you know what, my gut tells me this, and that's that, yep. you know. 
They're really good at that. And so I kind of, I kind of in, can see encouraging people to talk to their kids and, and find out what they feel about money and maybe reprogram. You know, if you were really programmed to one extreme or another by, by your family, by your community, whatever, whether it be really hanging on tight because of the fear of loss or never letting it come into your life at all because you think it's bad or whatever it is, like maybe maybe talk to your kids or the, the kids around you about what what do you guys think about abundance. And abundance is more than just money, you know, but money in particular because that's what we're talking about today. But, uh, you know, maybe find out what they think and maybe we can start learning from the kids because they haven't been tainted as much as we have, you know. And because mm-hmm. um, you got to figure, the people who were raising us were raised by the people in the Depression. And so is that really an accurate perception to have of how things are right you know and that's a place we didn't even go in the show today we've only got a couple minutes left but think about you know when you think about your concepts of money who was who was teaching you and who taught them because all that's happening is we're passing down there's a there's an old story right about i'm going to try to say it real quick but there's a, a mother who's cooking a ham and the daughter comes and she's like you know the mother always cuts off the ends of the ham And she puts it in the pot and she cooks it and whatever, right? Puts it in the the pan and the oven and whatever. And so the daughter says, why do you keep cutting off the the ends of the ham? You're wasting so much food. And her mom says, that's just the way it's done. And so finally the daughter pushes and pushes and pushes, right? And so the mother calls the grandmother and the grandmother says, it's just the way it's done. And so the granddaughter is still pushing and pushing and pushing. And so they call, you know, the, the mother's mother, right? just in the home or whatever. And they said, why, why do we always cut off the ends of the ham? And she starts laughing. She goes, oh, my God, are you guys still doing that? I just didn't have a pot big enough to fit the ham in. And so for all of these years, people have been, like, throwing away <laughs> all this food oh just because, because that's how it was done, right? So I'm just going to leave people with that and think about <laughs> where things come from, where concepts come from. And you can find Spring at, what is your website? Quick, quick. Uh, naturalfoodprep.com. All right. And her book is on Amazon, Eat Conscious and Be Merry. Mysticaltruth.com for me. And you can find us on Facebook, Truth Light or Spring Rain. And uh, we're very glad we got out 30 seconds. So thank you, Spring, for joining us. And lifecoaching12weekcoaching.com. I'm collecting clients right now. I only have 10 at a time. So sign up if you like. And... uh, All right, so we will talk to everybody on Monday. Have a fabulous weekend and go be abundant this week. All right, thanks, Spring. Thank you. Bye. Bye.